0: Hey guys! Today is Sunday, October 25th, and welcome to episode 40 of Knits and Stuff. My name is Alicia, and today I'll be talking about works in progress, pretty things, local delights, and wibbly-wobbly timey Wimey. Um, but first, welcome to those of you that are new, and for those of you that are returning, thanks for coming back. Um, there's a group on Ravelry, if you haven't joined yet, it's called Knits and Stuff Podcasts, and I'll put a link in the show notes, which will be at knitsandstuff.wordpress.com. So let's get started. Um Works in progress. I have just a little bit of knitting today to talk about. <clears throat> the first project that I've made some progress on is in one of my silver shed bags, Um it is the toe-up sock with a difference by Wendy D. Johnson and this is what it looks like so far um, I made about this much progress since the last time I showed it and uh, I'm knitting this out of mustache yarn in the colorway Dark Side of the Moon and it's on US 1's uh, 2.25 millimeters high highest, uh and yeah, it is going to be a true afterthought heel because I forgot to um, mark where the heel was going to be, and I was probably going to do a fish lips kiss heel originally, but I just kept knitting and knitting, and then all of a sudden I was beyond where the heel would go. <laughs> so um, it's going to be an afterthought heel, but uh, and that'll be my first one. So we'll see how that goes. But that is um, my sock and that's the yarn Um, sorry about the lighting today it's a little bit later in the morning (laughs) or in the day and uh, so we've got some afternoon light on but that's what the yarn looks like Um, this is just the first sock so I still have a whole nother one to knit afterwards but that is the first project and then the other thing that I've been working on are um, The gradient mitts and these are some fingerless gloves by Krista McCurdy and I finished the first one so this is the first gradient mitt Um, it's a little bit hard to see the darker colors (laughs) but um, I actually messed up quite a bit (laughs) and I uh, accidentally used the darkest color in the second, um, the second to light, this one, on this stripe, and I was supposed to use the second to darkest color, and and I mixed those two up when they were in my my yarn bag, but this is a first mitt, and it's a little bit low, I think if I have some extra yarn I might um, rip this ribbing back out, and, um, Re- and knit it a little bit longer um, but I don't know if I'm going to have enough yarn because I also made this uh, slightly larger in diameter it's like two stitches more instead of the 36 you cast on I cast on 38 and um yeah and they're in US 3s and 5s which are 3.25 and 3.75 millimeters and this is how much I've done on the second one So this uh, is just the ribbing and a little bit past it um, with the lightest color. So that's the first part of the uh, second mitt and then I still have the thumb to do on the first one and this is where I'm housing all of the little yarn balls. (laughs) So hopefully I will have enough yarn but yeah and that's in um, My Needle Runs Through It box bag with little owls on it and that's all the knitting that i've done um so that means there's some pretty things to show but it's actually not um not knitting stash acquisitions but um game stash acquisitions i guess (laughs) so some of you may have heard of a game called yoshi's woolly world um if you've ever played the i think was it also for wii u or is it just for Wii? there was kirby's epic yarn where they made a kirby game into um or made a kirby game out of yarn or the animations and <laughs> were out of yarn and fabric and all these cute little things i might have actually talked about it on the podcast a long time ago so uh the same people Uh, Helped make Yoshi's Woolly World and that is this So this is what we got um, And it comes with as you can see the reflection Of of everything with a little Yoshi amiibo, and I'll show the other ones that we got So the amiibos let you play um, Play in game with another uh, another extra Yoshi, so it's just a, a regular Yoshi game, but everything's made made out of yarn, and you can kind of see on the back of the package too how every all these little guys are knit and crocheted, um, and it's just really fun. It's a really fun Nintendo game um, for Wii U, and you can get these little amiibos that are just adorable. <laughs> uh, so they're These are the little guys, and they're so cute. They come separately. Um, The bundle came with the uh, green Yoshi, but you can buy the game separately, so you don't need to buy any Amiibos. And they're not required to play the game, but um, they're just cute to have. And they're, they're knit, so that's... It's adorable, Um, but they're so cute. So, and they also have a little, I thought this was cute, they have a little loop on the top so you could hang them somewhere if you wanted to, like on your Christmas tree or something. So um, yeah, so they're so cute. Little knitted Yoshis. Um, The the regular Amiibos that they make um, are just figures that are like plastic or resin. Um, so they are not as cute as the little knitted ones, and not as related to knitting. (laughs) So, yeah, that is, uh, Pretty Things. Okay, so, local delights. Um, I don't think I've talked about this place before, but I thought I had, which is why I didn't talk about it last episode. Um, but the, we went to this restaurant a few weeks ago, um, it's called Gather. It's in Berkeley on Oxford, um, from, in between, uh, I think it's in between center and Berkeley street, I think somewhere around there. It's really close to campus. Um, and it's this really nice, uh, restaurant that's located in, um, this, uh, if you're familiar with LEED certification, it's a LEED certified building. Um, it's like basically a green building, uh, that has sustainable practices. Um, and so the, the restaurant also kind of, um, follows that too. They're into sustainable sourcing of their food. Um, they, it's kind of has that farm to table feel almost. Um, but it's a little more of a, uh, restaurant style than a a farm to table style, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, so the restaurant itself, the food was really good when we went there. Um, the decor inside has this very like natural feeling because they have a lot of wood and um, plants and yeah, <laughs> that was a great description. But it's really cute um, inside and uh, the food was really good too and the service was really good. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, um, it's not too formal of a restaurant, but you could still like bring a date. And in fact, I think we saw a couple of people there on a date, <laughs> but it's also, uh, family friendly, it seems like, uh, but not as casual as some of, uh, as like a typical family restaurant, I guess. But if you're looking for a nice place to eat dinner, um, I think they're open for lunch too, which would probably be not as formal. Um, the Gather is a good place to go. And, uh, it's the cuisine is American, um, kind of like California, uh, food. So, yeah, uh, if you're in the area and looking for a place for lunch or dinner, Gather is a a nice place next to campus to eat. Um, More more of a sit-down place, but, yeah, it's good. So, uh, that is Local Delights, and that would bring us to Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey. Um, So, I am super behind on Doctor Who. Um, For some reason, I thought if I had waited until this episode to talk about episodes three and four that that would be okay but yeah (laughs) um so i am going to be talking about um oh and there will be spoilers in um about the episodes three and four so if you're not caught up uh you can stop watching or i'll put a little banner here um, and when you see that go away you can come back (laughs) Um, but I'll say that they're, they're spoilers and, um, yeah. So episodes three and four, um, of season nine, episode three was called Under the Lake and the doctor and Clara go take the TARDIS down to this under, underwater research station, um, slash oil. I think they're looking for oil or some, some sort of energy source cause there's a, a, business guy there that's trying to to get uh their resources or to get them to dig for resources but anyway um so the oops i knocked the camera um so that episode uh compared to the first two uh it was pretty i don't know it was more refreshing to see kind of the monster of the week feel Um, rather than the world is ending, or the doctor is ending, or everything is ending. (laughs) Um, So it was nice to have uh, something a little bit different. Um, It was terrifying also though, because there are ghosts and the ghosts were um, slowly taking each crew member one at a time and turning them into ghosts. And yeah, it was pretty scary. Um, But it was an interesting, interesting episode. And, uh, it ended in a cliffhanger, which I wasn't expecting. And I think the next two episodes, too, um, episode five will end in a cliffhanger, and episode six will be the continuation of that, I think. I think. Um, so, yeah, gosh, these cliffhangers. I don't know how I feel about them, because I think one, one or two cliffhangers a season is fine, but when you start having each episode being two-part episodes um, it seems like a lot, so, I don't know, that's my thoughts on, (laughs) on cliffhangers, but, um, yeah, the first episode was fine, it was a big setup, um, and, yeah, so, I didn't, I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about this last time, I hope not, I might have actually, no, no, I don't think I did, did I? I might have, I might have, I feel like I might have talked about this one already. (laughs) <laughs> but I'll, I'll have to check if I if I did, then I will have to edit this out and talk about the next episode instead. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the first episode uh, of this two-parter, which would be episode three, <laughs> um, ends with the cliffhanger, and the cliffhanger is uh the, the Doctor, that the Clara and the, the two other team crew members see the doctor's ghost, and it ends there, and you're like, oh my god, the doctor's dead, as Clara thinks as well. So, which you you know he you, you can't die because it's Doctor Who, so you wouldn't really have a show without him, but just seeing his ghost there, it's like, oh, how is he gonna get out of this one? Um, so, that's where episode four picks up, which is called, uh, Before the Flood, and, um, The the doctor takes two of the other crew members back into time to see this area that um, they're in before it got flooded and before they can put this underground uh, or underwater station there. So, um, so I was, (laughs) I did say that I liked the episode because it was more like a movie or monster of the week. Kind of thing and you didn't have to worry about everything ending but then you see that the doctor might die and that's um kind of brings back the really epicness of the uh the story but i feel like uh the way they had the t- possibility of the doctor's death was not as epic as um or didn't have that like epic feel to it as um some of the other episodes do so it was still kind of that monster of the week feel, um, which was, which was fun. And also in the beginning of episode four, um, the doctor addresses the audience. And I feel like he's probably done that before. And um, I don't know if he's done that in any of the uh, classic series cause I haven't seen those yet, but um, it was kind of fun to see him turn to the camera. Well, in the beginning, turn to the camera and and be, and, and talk about, um, the, what did he call it, the bootstrap paradox, where if you go back in time and um, find that something that you like hasn't been created, so you create it yourself, then um, you come back and it's as if nothing happened, so history is unaltered, but then who had the original thought to create that, so interesting, interesting thing that he brought up. but yeah, that was also a good episode. The uh, monster was relatively scary, but not as scary as the ghost, I feel like, because he, um, he was very, like, costume-heavy, and uh, similar to some of the older episodes of Doctor Who with the low-budget um, costumes, it wasn't as uh, convincing as some of the the other effects that they they have for the scary stuff so um i guess that also kind of made you feel like the doctor was going to be okay but um yeah it was interesting to see him go back and try and not alter his time stream but also alter his time stream and the um the monster totally called him out on that too he was like you time lords value only time and think that you can't change it and Um, yeah, so I wonder if they'll bring that, that theme, it seems like they would bring that theme back more and more about how, um, time lords are maybe not as great as we think they are. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that was kind of all I have for the episodes, um, so I'll have to catch up on the other two, and then by the time I record next time there's going to be two more, so I don't know if I'm going to split up, I guess I can just wait. It out until, um, and then by then there won't be any spoilers because everyone will have already seen it. (laughs) So, yeah, um, that is all I have for Doctor Who. If you have any thoughts, feel free to share in the episode thread. Um, yeah, we should have some sort of like Doctor Who thing. I don't know, I'll have to brainstorm on something, (laughs) but um, yeah, that is pretty much for wibbly wobbly time you want me um and i think that's all that i have to talk about uh this time so thank you guys for watching um social media stuff i'm eliana knits on ravelry i'm unperfect 529 on twitter instagram pinterest everything else <laughs> and um yeah the don't forget you can join the group on ravelry knits and stuff podcasts and show notes are at knitsandstuff.wordpress.com And that is all I have for you guys, so thanks for watching, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye!